Well, good morning, Gathering Church. Hey, listen, uh, I want to give a shout out to Pastor John Mark and Rayel and just say how much that we love your pastors. You have such incredible leaders. And, uh, and man, in a time unlike any time I've ever lived through, I have been able to kind of sit back and just watch them uh, just be so quick to know that even though the doors of the church have been closed and just like we do here at Piedmont Chapel, uh, you guys meet in a public high school and, uh, and those doors have been closed, but even though the doors of the church have been shut, God is still using your church to make disciples, to impact lives, to help families in need, and uh, and really to do so much. And so it's cool to see how you guys have pivoted in uh, in a time that really it feels like we should be discouraged or or like the world is falling apart. Uh, the Gathering Church is still helping mend lives, heal hearts, put lives back together. And I just love I love your pastors, I love your leadership, and I love to get to be a part of that. Uh, just this year, John Mark invited me to be a part of the overseer team for your church. And I want to tell you, I could not have been more thrilled. And I am so proud of everything that God is doing. And, uh, you know, I haven't had an opportunity to come and preach uh, in your pulpit or, or actually stand before you yet. But still, I feel like I'm family because I, I know what you guys are doing. I was able to coach uh, John Mark through the whole process of, uh, of just of, of growing into uh, what would later become the Gathering Church in Asheville when he came through ARC back several years ago. And since then, he and I have just really had such a great connection. And so when he gave me the opportunity to speak to you today, uh, I really could not have been more excited. It's such an interesting time to preach the Word of God, and it's such an honor and a privilege to be a light in a time when so many people feel the darkness closing in. And so I'm going to talk today about joy. If I had to title the message, it would be the source of strength, because there is a secret source that gives you strength, and I'm going to try to unpack that today in Scripture. And I want to start by just jumping into a verse that I love in John chapter uh, 15, and Jesus said these words. He said, I am the true grapevine, and my Father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch of mine that does not produce fruit, and he prunes those branches that do not bear fruit so that they will produce even more fruit. Verse 3 says, you have already been pruned and purified by the message that I gave you. And then Jesus encouraged his disciples with this, remain in me and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine. And you cannot produce fruit or you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Yes, I am the vine and you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. And right there, before I read verse six, I just want to encourage you today that you would have this prayer in your heart and this sense that God, I realize that without you, I can do nothing. So God, I want all of you so that you can do so much through me. I believe that God desires for our lives to be full of the fruit of heaven in the, the gardens of earth. Let's read verse six. Anyone who does not remain in me is thrown away like a useless branch and it withers. Such branches are gathered into a pile to be burned. But if you remain in me and my word remains in you, you may ask for anything you want and it shall be granted unto you. When you produce much fruit, you are my disciples. This brings great glory to my father. 
I have loved you even as the Father has loved me, so remain in my love. When you obey my commands and you remain in my love, just as I obey my Father's commands and remain in His love, I have told you these things so that you may be filled with joy. And then Jesus made this statement, yes, your joy will overflow. We are praying for God's joy to overflow in your life, no matter the season or the circumstance. Will you pray with me this morning before we enter into the message? God, I ask right now that you would just help uh, everyone who's watching online, everyone who's listening to this message, that right now they would have a sense that you can strengthen them with the joy of the Holy Spirit. God, I pray for those who are hurting, for those who are discouraged, for those who maybe uh, have had a rough week or maybe they've had a rough year and this season has just, has just really stolen their joy. I pray today that you would restore the joy of their salvation into their life. May this message bring your joy alive in them in a fresh way. God, we need it so badly in a world that seems to always be tearing itself apart. God, I pray that you would build us up in your strength today. And if there's anyone who doesn't know you that's listening to the sound of my voice, I pray, God, right now that your Holy Spirit would draw them to the Son. In Jesus' mighty name, and everybody said, amen, amen. Well, listen, my sermon is as simple as this. You are a branch in need of a vine if you're ever going to have joy in your life. That's exactly what these few verses teach us. They teach us that if we want to really have overflowing joy, and I don't know about you, but I like to turn up. Come on, somebody. I like to have a good time. I like to have, I like to laugh. I like to eat. I like to enjoy good company. I like to, I like to live life to the fullest. Is there anybody else who enjoys living life to the fullest? And I'm telling you, I've been around some Christians who have zero joy. Come on, no joy at all. They have been sitting on the pew so long that they are part of the pew. They are, they, they're growing roots. I mean, they, they have been in that same place, in that same, well, it's going to be like this next week, and we, you know, we better stick to the same plan. I'm telling you something. You've got to break away. Sometimes you need to bring a party into the church. Sometimes you need to bring, um, you need to bring a smile with you to church. Come on, how, come on, how many of you know you need to be able to put a smile on when you get into the house of God? And so there's so many times that honestly, I've just seen joy dragged out of the, out the Jesus that we follow. And you can't take joy in Jesus and separate them because Jesus brings great joy into your life. But there's a lot of people who claim they have Jesus, but they don't have a lot of joy. And I'm telling you, I think today that it would be a wonderful thing if the house of God and the people of God and the people who claim to be followers of Jesus Learn to enjoy the journey of following Jesus. Come on, can I get a good amen in here? And so, you know, the Bible just said that your joy will overflow if you remain in Christ. And the other alternative, so one, you know, Jesus kind of lays it out like this. There's two choices. You can either be connected to me, and if you stay connected to me, your joy will overflow. I like that choice. I like the idea of overflowing. I like, you know, I like the idea that I've got more inside of me to give than I need to take, and I can actually pour out of myself into the world around me. That I've got so much joy in my soul that I can find somebody who's down, discouraged, and they're 
their glass is empty, and I can overflow into their life, and my joy can be contagious. But option number two that Jesus gave is you can be disconnected from me. And when you're disconnected from Jesus, there's not going to be much fruit in your life. There's not, you're not going to be fruitful. In fact, it says that it will be the, that, that branch will wither, and it will die, and then it will be gathered up and thrown into a fire. I don't know about you, but if I got a choice between overflowing joy or being thrown into a trash heap to be a burn pile, I think I'm going to pick Jesus. Come on, somebody. How many of you say, I choose Jesus? I want to stay connected. Well, if that's the case, the question I have to ask you as a pastor who's rightly dividing and preaching God's word is check your connection. How is your connection? If you're a branch in need of a vine in order to have joy overflowing, my question to you then is, have you checked yourself? How are you, how are you doing as a branch? How are, the, how are the leaves looking? How is your life looking? How is that relationship with that person? How is your prayer time? How, how, I'm just asking you today, are you connected to the vine so that you can have joy on, you know, in your life, overflowing? I believe that God desires for Christians to be contagious and to be an inspiration to the rest of the world. I believe as Christ followers, we're not supposed to just thump the Bible and we're not supposed to just do churchy stuff. I believe sometimes the most churchy thing or the most godly thing you can do is not stuff that you would typically think of as churchy, but it's just normal stuff with a smile on your face and laughter. You know, the funny thing is that the world knows how to throw a party. Uh, I don't know if you've ever been to one. Maybe you've been locked inside a, you know, in, in a bubble or haven't been able to get, get out or you've never been out. But I mean, if you've ever been to a bar late at night, if you've ever been in an experience where there are people that are basically throwing caution to the wind, you will hear a lot of laughter. You will see a lot of people that are, that, you know, I'm talking belly laugh. You know what I'm talking about? When is the last time you got in an environment like that? I don't think we should have to go into sinful situations in order to be able to laugh like that and have fun like that and have joy. Well, the world shouldn't have more joy than us. Come on, somebody. What I'm saying is I think that in our small groups and when we are able to gather again and in our homes and with our kids and on the trampoline, you know, we should have, there shouldn't, we don't need an excuse to have fun. And we don't, God is not waiting to give us a permission slip or a hall pass to go to a party. When he got out of the grave, it was all the permission slip and hall pass that we needed to have the most joy in the world. Our sins are forgiven. We're loved by a creator. We have this, this ability to have the power of the Holy Ghost inside of us. And, and, and so that means that we should be the people that, that, that walk around with something to give the world. We shouldn't be the people beating the world up. We should be the ones inspiring the world to go out and actually know what life is really like. I mean, so many of us are not really living. We're just surviving. And I believe that God wants us to go from just taking steps of survival and, and I just hope that I can make it and I just hope that it gets a little better. No. Christians should be the ones that are able to walk with this overflowing joy. Does that mean life is never hard? No. There's a difference between joy and fun. And I'm telling you something. Joy is something that comes from within and bubbles out. Fun is often what you're doing on the outside. It's fun for some people to ride a roller coaster. I hate them. But for other people, that's fun for them. 
And so I had a fun time at the park. For other people, it's fun to go out and, 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 to, and, to, and to shop. Come on, somebody. Can we get with that? You know, it is fun to look around. And it is, you know, for me, it is fun to bargain for a deal. That's the way I, I have fun doing that. I have fun. You know, my wife, she wants to go and, and she wants to shop. But, you know, I like to find the sales section. Come on, somebody. That's fun to me. When I get something that was $20 for $2, I feel good about life. I'm having fun. But everybody has things they like to do for fun. I know a lot of our guys like to golf for fun. You know, there's some people enjoy cooking and, and others hate it. But fun is, is basically based off of the activity or the people you're around. Fun is great. I think there's plenty of fun to be had for Christians. But sometimes life isn't fun. Can I get a good amen? Sometimes life is just hard. Sometimes life zaps the fun right out of us. Sometimes we are just tired and exhausted and fun seems so far away. But do you know that I believe that if the fruit of the Spirit is joy, and it's, then that means it's something that comes from a seed of God's word where I'm rooted in Christ. This is how you get to a fruit. Roots, the seed of God's word. I, t- I trust God's word and it gets rooted in my soul and I'm planted. And as I'm planted there, then it begins to take, it takes, it takes root and then it sprouts up and what roots down begins to fruit up and in my life, out of my life becomes this thing where even though the fun is gone, even though I'm exhausted, I'm tired, I'm not golfing, I'm not out, I'm not out shopping, I'm not on a roller coaster, there's no fun circumstance, I still can kind of sit back and smile when it feels like all of the world is falling apart. And it's not that I'm happy about the circumstance, it's that I know the end of the story. It's that I know the promises God has made. And I cannot become miserable, and not, I cannot become scornful, and I cannot become bitter at God, and I can still somehow deep down in my soul say everything is going to be okay. Come on, how many of you remember this? I've got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart, down in my heart, down in my heart. I've got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart, down in my heart to stay. I have it in my heart. There's another song that says, this joy that I have, this joy that I have, the world didn't give it and the world can't take it away. And I believe today that joy is a gift from God and we can have fun, but there's something better than fun and that's joy. It's something that lasts through every, every circumstance. And do you know there's a lot of people who've had fun but never had joy? They've never really had joy when they looked in the mirror at themselves. They haven't been able to smile and say, I'm loved, that's joy. When you can look at your future and say, my future is in God's hands, I don't have to worry about tomorrow, that brings joy. When you can say, I know who I am because God designed me to be this way, that's joy. I just believe that that leads you into a life of an entire different perspective. It's the fruit of the Holy Spirit. You can't have this joy without the fruit or this fruit of joy without the presence of the Holy Spirit. When you see people that have that joy and have that smile and walk with that swagger through all the seasons of life, even when it's not fun, you know that they have something that maybe others don't have. And I want to tell you, it's the Holy Ghost. You need to invite the Holy Ghost into your heart. You need to invite the Holy Spirit to do what only he can do, to give you joy beyond today. Last week, we talked about how you have to be that tree planted by the river. Today, we're saying you have to be that branch connected to that vine.
if there's going to be the fruit of joy in your life. Some of you, the reason why there's not joy is because the connection is severed. Jesus, the Bible literally teaches us that like somebody is adopted into a family, God has grafted is the word. And it's like he's taken us and he's, it's like a skin graft, if you've ever heard of that, where they take something that's outside and disconnected and they reconnect it and it becomes part of the bigger thing. The Bible says that we are grafted into the family of God. So if you're a branch that's disconnected, if there's parts of your life that are not connected to God, today you can give, you can give God permission to reconnect you to the vine so that your life can be fruitful. I, I wonder how many of us today were tired. I wonder how many of us today have lost our joy. Do you ever feel weak? Do you realize, many people don't realize this, but when you're tired, exhausted, and when you're weak, it's often because you've lost the joy of your salvation. Now, for others who have never been saved, I can't speak to that, but I want to speak to those for a moment who know what it's like to have the joy of your salvation. And there is a psalm where David prays, and David has committed sin. David, who killed Goliath, he's writing a psalm. He was a psalmist. He wasn't just a giant killer. He was a guy who carried like a slingshot in one pocket and a harp in the other. You know, he, 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 so sometimes he's out fighting battles. Other times he's pulling out his harp and he's writing songs to God. And after he commits the sin of adultery and he lusts and he has an affair and he had, with a woman who is married, then he goes to God repentant and he writes a psalm. And the Bible, in this psalm, it literally says, after David had, had um, committed an affair with Bathsheba. And so then this is what happens. He begins to go to God and he says, I've sinned against you. Please blot out the sins of my transgression. And there's this one verse in there that always got to me that stuck with me because I know when I've sinned and I go back to God, there's something that I lost when I disconnected. You know, sin severs you. It's the blood of Jesus that connects you and forgives you. But sin, the Bible teaches this. I, I know people don't preach it much anymore, but sin actually separates you from God. The good thing is that if you have the grace of God through the blood of Jesus, then your sins are washed away, past, present, and future, but you have to stay connected to God. But he has this moment where he believes that he, is, that he says to God, God, I'm so broken. Would you please, my sin has broken me. I wonder if sin still breaks people's heart when they disobey God's instructions, if we still go back to God and say, God, I'm sorry that I've disobeyed you. And as he did that, he prayed, would you restore to me the joy of my salvation? There's a joy that comes with salvation. And some of us have lost that joy. We've gotten tired, we've gotten weak, and we've gotten weary. And I wanted to tell you that if you are tired, if you are exhausted, if you are weary, if you've come to that point of burnout spiritually, and you just don't have a fire in you for your faith anymore, you can pray that same prayer. God, restore to me the joy of my salvation. And I believe God can do that because here's the reality. The reason why you get weak, tired, and exhausted is because you've lost your joy and you may not have realized that joy is a source of strength. Joy is not something just to make you giggle. Joy is not something just to make you, you know, have a good time. 
Joy is literally, the sh- is literally a source of strength in your life. In Nehemiah, back in the Old Testament, they were building a wall. And as they began to build the wall, it was time to celebrate. And in Nehemiah chapter 8, uh, this is what Nehemiah said. Nehemiah made this statement to the people of God, and I believe it's still true today. He says, go and celebrate with a feast of rich foods and sweet drinks and share the gifts of food with people who have nothing prepared. This is a sacred day before the Lord. Do not be dejected and sad. And then you've probably heard this scripture before, but you may not have realized where it came from. It's right here in Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 10. For the joy of the Lord is your strength. Right now, to everybody who's watching this, both now and later, I want to tell you that if you've become weak and weary and tired, you may have lost the joy of the Lord. And when you have the joy of the Lord or the joy of your salvation, it becomes a strength for you to fight through everything that the enemy throws at you. And so I'm asking you today to look at your salvation and look at your relationship with God and just ask yourself, how am I doing? Check your dashboards. How am I doing in my time in God's word? Man, I'm going to tell you, there's so many Christians who haven't picked up a Bible in so long. And the church is weakened because it's, it's weakening our connection to Jesus. And do you know that the vine, which is Jesus, is a source of joy? And joy is strength. If, if the joy of the Lord is the strength of our, of our faith, then I ask you today, how is your connection to the vine? Because if you're not connected to the Lord, then you're not going to have any joy. And if you don't have any joy, then how are you going to fight the enemy? How are you going to overcome the things that the enemy is going to put in your life? So many of us, we have fights and we don't even realize where the fight is coming from, but we don't, we throw up our hands and we surrender to that addiction and we watch that again and we smoke that again and we drink that again and we say those things again. And some of you, you're just addicted to, it's the, you know, those are the old things that I heard coming up. Oh, you, you did this and you were addicted to that. And the thing that's got my generation in, in, in just completely addicted is, is honestly technology. And, you, and we don't, we, well, we don't call it an addiction. I guarantee in 20 years, we're going to find out that it was killing our children, them being on screens for 10 hours a day. And it was killing, I mean, what I'm saying to you right now is everybody has something that they've got too much of that they need to cut back on in their life. You, if you don't have time, you say, I don't have time to read. I don't have time to pray. I don't have time to fast. I don't have time to serve. Then you don't have time for God. And so you're not connected to the vine. And I'm asking you, how is your connection today with God? Because a lot of the fruit of what we're seeing is a lack of a real relationship with Jesus. And you got to get, we've got to get back to saying this sin severs you from Jesus. And Jesus just said, the branches that are not connected are thrown into a fire. Oh my gosh, I can't believe he said that. This is your Bible. Read it. Pick it up. But he says, I want to be connected to you. I want to know you. I want to be in relationship with you. I want your joy to overflow. So many times I thought that I was anxious or depressed, not only because of some genetic things and some things in my, my, my childhood and some things I needed counseling for and to walk through, and I'm all for counseling and I'm all for medication if you need it, and I'm all for great doctors, but there was sometimes I was in cycles of anxiety and depression that were not necessarily from physical, genetical things. They were from conditional and mental mindsets. They were from things I walked through that I didn't process and I didn't bring to God. And therefore, here's the thing about life. Life is not linear. 
It doesn't start here and end here, and it's that simple. Life is cyclical. It is a cycle of life, and that's why they call this the life cycle. And in everything that you do, there is every action that you take, everything that you walk through, there is a course that can either correct your course or it can throw you off course. Life's not one straight line. And some of us, our life is a circle where we keep going in the same cycles. And as I was preparing for this series of fruitfulness, I wanted to keep saying this every week, that in every fruit that is on the planet, there is a seed to reproduce itself. So if I have a moment, what I'm saying is when I walk through some anxiety, there was a seed of depression in it because I got so stressed out and so overwhelmed and I didn't process it with Jesus and I didn't bring it to him that then I became so stressed that I wouldn't get up and I wouldn't do what I needed to do. So then I'd be in the bed and I'd, 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 I, would, I, would, I would take these naps in the middle of the day to try to push away the weight of my reality and therefore I would become depressed because I wasn't productive. And I'm telling you, and then the depression because it would lead me to lack of production, which meant there was more to do that had not been done that would lead me a seed of anxiety within the depression. And I kept planting seeds from fruits and fruits from seeds. And it was a, I was building a garden of a place that was taking me to a somewhere that was not God's best for my life. And what you have to do is you have to step back and say, wait a second. And I'm a branch and the produced, the fruit that my life is producing is going to come from the vine that I'm connected to. And if I'm producing these things in my life, I have to re-examine my connection to God. And I'm telling you, when I've learned the power of fasting prayer and reading God's word and spending time with God, it brings a joy that cancels every other emotion. It brings a peace and it brings a seed that then leads to a fruit. When I get the word of God, that is the seed of God. And it begins to take root in my heart. And then something else produces at the end of the branch of my life because I'm connected to Jesus. I just want to ask you, what are you connecting to today? What are you really connected to? Are you connected to God the way that you should be? Are you allowing the joy of the Lord to be your strength? Are you tired, exhausted, worn out because the reality of your life is that you're connecting other places and you're not connected to Jesus. You know, there's so many scriptures about joy. Maybe you've heard some of these. Weeping endures for the night, but joy comes in the morning. You maybe heard this one. Rejoice always, and again I say, rejoice. Maybe you knew that Jesus said this about, the, or that it was said about Jesus and the cross, that the reason why he went to the cross was not because he went to be, you know, killed or because he wanted to make an example but it says, for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. How can you have joy in the circumstance of the cross? Because joy is not the same as fun. Life is not always fun, but you can always have joy. If you can press into your connection, you are just a a branch in, in need of a connection to the vine. What does that connection between your life that is a branch and Jesus that is a vine, what does that connection look like right now? Are you just barely hanging on? Or is the joy of the Lord overflowing in you? God wants wants you to learn how to take joy in the journey of life. There are so many circumstances and so many of us are caught in a circle, in a cycle. 
and we go from being burnt out to an addiction. And there's in, the, in that addiction, there's a seed of bad health. And in that bad health that that addiction brought, there's a seed of mental consequences. And then there's a breakdown. And in that, and it's just, what I'm saying is, in every fruit, which is the something that's a physical manifestation, there's always a seed in every fruit. Are you bearing the fruit of the Holy Spirit? Because in the fruit of the Holy Spirit, there's a seed of love. There's a seed of joy. There's a seed of peace. On and on. But if you're not, if you're not connected to Jesus, if you're, if you're not, honestly, if he's not number one, then what is he? Some of us, we look like a branch that's connected. I want a little bit of my politics. I want a little bit of, I'm going to let, you know, uh, a little bit of my, my job, a little bit of my dreams and a little bit of money, a little bit of this over here. I'm going to let a little bit of sports, a little bit of my hobbies. And we, 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 we run to all these things to bring us joy and bring us love and bring us peace. And, and the reality is you should disconnect from all that, connect to Jesus and let everything else be a, a fruit. Doesn't mean don't have hobbies. Doesn't mean don't like sports. Doesn't mean don't have, doesn't mean don't have dreams. Does, what it means is they're not the source of your joy. The vine is a source of joy, and joy is your strength. So how strong are you in this fight? I want to tell you that there's a difference between just enjoying life or, or, or living life and actually living a life that produces joy. Because when there's fruit on the branch, when there's something at the end of this vine it becomes a gift to everybody around you. And God wants our church and God wants our lives and our families and our homes to be a gift to the world. He wants the fruit of heaven to come through his church into the gardens of earth. I believe that. So today, I wanna to read one last scripture and then I wanna pray with you. First Peter chapter one, verse 18. This is incredible. Listen to these words. You love Jesus, though you have never seen him. Though you do not see Jesus now, you trust him, and you rejoice with a glorious, inexpressible joy. The reward for trusting him will be the salvation of your souls. I know I've preached kind of tough today on some things, can't believe he said sin separates me from God. Man, Jesus would not have died on a cross and gave his life if sin wasn't serious. If it was something that could be looked over. Here's the other thing. To think that you can be saved but by a prayer, but not actually walk in and abide in Jesus is absolutely incorrect theology. Jesus didn't invite you to be saved. He invited you to have a relationship with God. And so this idea that Jesus says, you have to abide in me and I have to abide in you, it means if there's no Jesus in you and there's no you spending time in with Jesus, then there's no fruit and you're just doing something that must be religious, but it's not a relationship. A relationship trumps religion every time. And so I'm preaching today that I want to see a church 
full of people where their joy overflows. And I don't want to have to run to the world convincing them to believe a religion. I want a group of people that like vines and branches spread out into our jobs, spread out into our community, spread out into the hurting world, spread out into the darkness. And the fruit of our life is, we've talked about love, this week joy, next week peace. The fruit of our life is so appetizing that they come to get our joy, but there's a seed of Jesus inside of that joy, and then it gets planted in them. See, it's not a straight line religion. It's not a straight line, this idea. Yes, it's a narrow path, but there are, cro- there are crooks and there are hills and there are valleys in this cycle of life. And God wants us to be the ones that brings fruit of the Holy Spirit into a lost and dying world. And it's not going to happen with people who pat cake and play church and get just come and, and sing a little song sing along song and then go back out into the world and live the same last week I said if you want the blessing you got to take the instruction if you want the fruit you got to stay connected to the vine because there is something called a, a real place a real destination where you're separated from God and it's an eternity without him and it is known as hell it is known as the lake of fire and it is a real place And if you evaluate your connection to him today and it's not there, the Bible says when we stand before him, if he, if we, if he, we can say we knew him, I knew you, Jesus, I saw pictures of you and and I read about you and I heard sermons about you. If he does not know you, he says, I will say to you, depart from me, you worker of iniquity, I never knew you. And so I ask you today, how's your connection with God? Because without that, you ain't. He says, apart from me, you can do nothing. If you cannot admit, apart from God, I am nothing and have nothing, then you will never do anything of eternal significance. And so I invite you today to be connected to the vine so that you can bear fruit in your life. Come on, let's all just evaluate our hearts right now. Jesus, we come before you and we invite the Holy Spirit to inspect us. Inspect me. God, as I've fasted and prayed over our nation's condition and as I've fasted and prayed over a future facility for our church and for you to open the doors and send the finances and do what what I've given this church to you I surrender it to you Lord you've checked me in some places where my connection is not right and God I just ask that you'll do that to all of us right now that we'll realize apart from you we can do nothing but with you our joy can overflow. And God, today we acknowledge that we need strength to fight the battles in life. Lord, would you restore to us the joy of our salvation? For somebody today, maybe they've never known salvation. They've never known the joy of, of, of having a relationship with you. God, you save us so that we can know you. So God, today, I pray that we would know you. And as we know you, I believe, Lord, that the vine, you are the vine, Jesus. You are a source of joy in our life, a source of joy in our homes, a source of joy. No matter the sorrows, weeping may endure for the night, but joy is coming in the morning. So God, today, would you send your joy like like rain upon your people. Would you let it flow from your church? Help us to grow out as branches. And God, we're connected to you into our community, into our world. Let the church leave the building and help us to bring fruit from heaven to this earth. May your kingdom come. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In Jesus' mighty name, and everybody said together, Amen. Amen.